Are you a passionate business owner or entrepreneur ready to take your message to the world? Do you dream of launching your own podcast but don't know where to start? Introducing my eight-week Start Your Podcast program designed to guide you every step of the way in creating and launching your podcast. In this program, you'll learn the essential skills needed to craft engaging content, record high-quality episodes, and market your podcast effectively to reach your target audience. I will work closely with you providing personalized guidance and feedback to ensure your podcast stands out in a crowded digital space. But hurry, spots are limited and applications for our upcoming cohorts are closing soon. Don't miss this opportunity to turn your podcast dreams into a reality and launch your podcast this summer visit our website donnaeed.com forward slash apply and apply now to secure your spot in our next cohort together let's make your podcasting vision a success you're listening to the wedding procast uk the place to be if you are a uk wedding professional looking to grow and streamline your business i'm your host donna ead 10-year wedding photography veteran and ceo at the society of professional wedding vendors if you want to grow and streamline your business this is the podcast for you make sure you hit subscribe where you listen or join our email list at www.spw v.co.uk. You'll find the sign up form at the bottom of every episode and by doing so you won't miss a thing. So let's jump into today's show. Before we jump into today's episode, I have a quiz available. I would love you to go over and take it. It is at spwv.co.uk forward slash quiz. And this quiz is going to help you identify where you are on your client attraction journey. One of the biggest questions I get and one of the things that vendors find the most difficult is how do I get more clients? How do I attract more clients to me? How do I get them booked? This quiz is going to take you through just four questions, four questions that are going to help you to understand where you are on your client attraction journey and what to do next. So go ahead, take the quiz. It'll take you less than a minute. It is at spwv.co.uk forward slash quiz. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I hope you are well today. I am doing dandy and fine. And today we are going to be talking about three tips to increase your success in 2022. So there are lots of things we can do in our businesses to help improve what we're doing, to improve our systems, to improve our workflows, etc. But today I just want to talk about three and I've actually got a bonus one for you. So it's going to be four um, things that we can do in our business this year that is going to make a great impact on our bottom line. So obviously, the wedding industry has been under crunch times in recent years. It's not been great. And I've actually said to many people in this beginning part of this year that this is going to be the crunch time for most vendors. This is going to be the make it or break it time for us because last year, the year before, bookings were very iffy, not coming in as regularly as they should, not necessarily covering the right timeframes and things like that. And just the nature of how we take money in the wedding industry um, 
means that now is going to be a crunch time for a lot of businesses where we're going to see whether they're going to be able to survive or not. So I know many, many companies have closed down already. um, And I feel that if we can make it through the next six months, I think you're going to be okay. So just hold on, hold on if you can. If you can hold on, then please, please do it. We're going to get through this. So the three tips that I have for you this week. Tip number one is a follow-up system. Oh my days. This is one of my biggest, biggest downfalls in my personal, in my business. You know, it has been something. And when I was photographer that I just was really bad at, I'm going to admit it. I was really, really bad at it. But the thing is, is it can really help you to pick up those sales, like really just, you've got to be able to close those people. And I want to say to you that if closing is a real problem for you, I would really suggest looking at getting help. Now, I have a friend of mine who is absolutely amazing at what she does, but what she does is she doesn't sell So she's not a salesperson. She's not here to sell, but she is here to help. And I think this is something that in the wedding industry, a lot of businesses could do with. Now, I think, you know, I'm obviously I'm probably confusing a lot of you because you have no idea what I'm talking about right this minute. But when I explain it, it's going to make so much sense. I think if there is a way that you could find somebody to help you with this. Now, this might be somebody who already has a side hustle business or um, works from home on a part-time basis and has some time that they could spend doing this. You have to find the right kind of person that would be able to do this job um, and you could pay them. Then I think that this could be something that really works well for you. And what my friend does is she is a quality assurance lady. Okay, she is the queen of quality and and assurance. So what she does is basically after anybody has had a meeting with any of her clients, she rings that person back up and checks that the person who spoke to them gave them all the information that they needed to make the decision, um, wasn't pushy, um, didn't oversell didn't make them feel uncomfortable. She just makes sure that the person who was doing the sales call was a pleasant person, basically, to the couple, to the person on the receiving end of that sales call, that they were happy with how the call went. This does two things. One, it allows my friend to go back to her clients and say, do you know what? You pushed too hard with that person. You lost them because you pushed too hard. They said, you did this, you did that, you did the other. And so it gives the person who is doing the selling, i.e. you, great feedback, honest feedback on what it is that you did wrong in that call. It'll also tell you what you did right, which is a bonus. But because it's going through a third party, the people who you are talking to are going to be honest. Okay, and if you get the right person, this is why I say it's got to be the right person that's got the right attitude, the right personality for this, because my friend is very good at showing people that she's on their side. 
that she's, yes, she works for the other person, but her priority lays with your potential clients. Did they feel loved on? Did they feel informed? Did they feel pushed? Did they feel sleazy? Was it too salesy? She wants to know that they had a good experience. That is her priority to make sure that future customers have a great experience. And if she can make it right with people, if it has gone wrong, then she works out a way to do that. You know, so she is a rich, she's brilliant at this. And I think she should definitely package it up and and teach people how to do what she does, because yes, you've got to have the personality, but knowing what questions to ask and how to ask them is really important. We can't really do this ourselves because people aren't necessarily going to be 100% honest with us if we call up. And also you don't necessarily want to hear it from them that you were a bad salesperson or you did something wrong. You know, it's kind of hard to take that sometimes. So by having a third person in the equation, it takes the, the guilt and the stress off the situation. They become a kind of mediator, but they can check with that client that they got all the information that they needed. They can then arrange a follow-up phone call if it's appropriate in the circumstances for you to be able to say, okay, you know, is there anything else you need from me? You know, go over anything that's needed and perhaps close that client and get that signed contract in place. So definitely a follow-up system is really important. However you do it, and I've spoken before about making sure that, you know, when you've had a call with a client or when you've sent them an email that you're following up, making sure that they received it, making sure they've got all the information that they need, you know, that, if you haven't got that in place, can be your first step. Just start doing that. It'll make a difference to your bottom line. If you've already got that in place and you want to up go up a level, then getting somebody to be your third party quality assurance person would just elevate your sales to a new level. I really, really feel that. My friend is absolutely amazing at what she does. And it was only because of talking to her about how she works that this came up. You know, I had these tips written down already um, for this episode. And it was only speaking to her this week that made me think, gosh, you do know what? This could work for so many businesses, but you've got to have the right person with the right personality and the right tone of voice to be able to do these calls. So it's not just something you could get your mum to do or, you know, get your partner to do. It's got to be a special person. So definitely um, that is an option for you. Number two is outreach to friends and family. Now, oftentimes when we're in business for ourselves, our friends and family don't necessarily understand what we're doing or how we're making our money, or they think that we're just making an excuse to stay at home. Um, They don't think it's a real job and all this kind of stuff. But our family and friends do want what's best for us and they want to be able to support us, but they don't always know how. So one of the things that I have really invested in this past year is broadcast lists. Broadcast lists are very interesting to me because they are a way of you communicating with many people all at once without that person, those people at the end of the broadcast being bombarded with messages from people that they don't know um, and having their information available to people they don't know. So if you set up a WhatsApp group, everybody in that group can see everybody else's phone number. That has always made me uncomfortable, especially when it's a group of people that involve people that I don't know. 
I don't want strangers having my phone number without my permission. So I find Facebook groups a little bit difficult. Um, Sorry, WhatsApp groups. But WhatsApp broadcast is different. It is a way of you sending out one message into multiple personal messages. So, you know, you might have your mum, your best friend, your partner, your child, and, you know, some random mum from the school. And you want to tell them all, you know, or ask them all if they can go and do something for you because you're not free. I'm just like, this is completely made up. You can just send that message once in a broadcast and all five of them will get it and all five of them will reply to you personally. So it goes into all of the personal conversations you have with that person. So you have a main broadcast thread on your phone where you can see all of the messages that you've sent to people, but you don't see any of the replies in there. You have to go into your conversation with that person to see what they replied. And then when you talk to them, you know, normally just one-on-one, your conversation continues in that thread. So it's all kept in your personal thread. Their information isn't shared with anybody else. um, And they're not getting pinged by all of the other responses that you're getting. So in a business instance, this is really good for promoting things to people. So you might want to set up a broadcast list for people that are on your email list. Um, Maybe you set it up um, to let people know when your blog post is coming out or something like that. Maybe um, you want to sort of lean on that a little bit and say to people, you know, I know sometimes your inbox gets really clogged up. You might not see it. If you would like, you can go on my broadcast list and I will just send you a WhatsApp message once a week and let you know when it's up and you can click through from there. You know, people might be interested in doing that if they really like what you do. Um, But my point here is to set it up for your friends and family. And then once a month, you know, just say it's just going to be once a month. I would really like your support on the blog post that I'm doing or on the offer that I'm putting out and get them to share your stuff with their audiences on their social media for you. So, you know, the thing is, is with, um, you know, networking is all about the people that they know. Yeah. Well, it's the same with your friends and family. You know, they might not need your services. They may already be married and you, but they've got like hundreds of friends on Facebook. They possibly know somebody who's getting married and word of mouth referrals are powerful things. So get them to refer you. So once a month, send your WhatsApp broadcast Here's my latest blog post, guys. Please turn around and put this link on your Facebook page and let everybody know if anybody needs a cake maker for their wedding cake that, you know, I'm really good and they can come to me and, and share my details. And you can even like put up what you would like them to put as the comment if they're really not good at doing that kind of thing. But once a month, that means that you're going to get a lot of traction on that one blog post. It'll just give you a boost in the algorithms and things. So, you know, might not be for you, but I feel like we don't utilize our friends and family to the best of our ability when it comes to our business, because we don't want to push our stuff. We don't want to feel like we're going on and on at them about things, or, you know, we just feel like they're not supportive of us. So we don't want to, to do it. 
if you ask them, would you be willing to be a cheerleader for me? And once a month, put a post on your wall to share my latest blog post or an offer that I'm doing. If so, can I put you on my broadcast list and get them on that broadcast list and do it once a month? And, you know, that's, you know, if you can get 10 people on there, that's 10 people, 10 audiences, 500 people in each audience, you know, you do the math. That's a lot of people that are going to be seeing your stuff that haven't seen your stuff before. And it's all on personal walls. So it's not going to be as bad as Facebook pages, which don't get a lot of traction. The third thing is networking. I've already mentioned it briefly, but networking is so powerful, guys. You know, you never know who somebody else might know. So this isn't always about getting clients, but about building out a network of people that can help you in different areas. So within your business, if you know somebody who does websites, if you know somebody who's good at SEO, you know, all of these business connections can be really, really useful. And then obviously reminding them that you're an awesome photographer or you're a fantastic wedding stationer is a bonus point. So, you know, try and build those relationships try and build referral programs. Like if you can do a referral program where they get something for introducing people to you, the book, you know, anything like that could really, really help. Now, the bonus point here, and this is probably the one where a lot of you are going to hate me for it. And I understand, but the fourth one for 2022 is video. Come and join me guys. Come and join me. Video is where it is at. Everything that I've read over the last sort of month or so when it comes to what's coming, what's going to be really sort of taking off next year, video is where it's at. YouTube shorts, reels, TikToks, long form video, it's what people want. Um, you might not see the connection to how it could lead to business straight away, but the fact is, if you're not building an audience in those areas on those platforms, you're going to be left behind. Video does not mean that you have to be face-to-face with your audience. You can do things where you are not on camera. You can do things where it is just your hands are on camera. You're not, your face isn't there if you want. So for example, if you are a cake maker, set your camera up so that it is focused on your workstation and do a time-lapse of you putting a cake together, you know, you don't have to do any extra work there, you know, and it doesn't have to have your face in it. It can just be sort of the, you know, mid portion down to the t- tabletop and do that time lapse. That is a reel for you. Take photos at each stage of the cake making process. That could be a different reel. That's two reels from one cake. You know, the the ideas are endless when it comes to somebody who produces something for a wedding. If you don't produce something for a wedding, then it becomes a little bit more, you have to get a little bit more creative with what you can do. But you can do things where you're not on camera. If you can be on camera, I definitely suggest saying hello to your audience. Come on and introduce yourself. It is so powerful when people can connect to your personality and who you are. And that is not always easy through posts. It's not always easy through pictures. But if they can hear you and see you moving, that just adds an extra layer of connection. So those are my four tips for 
getting more success in your business in 2022. If you have got anything you are planning on doing this year that you haven't done before, then please let us know below what you're planning on doing. Come over to our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WPC UK. Come and join us there. Let us know what it is that you are planning to do to increase your success in 2022. And I will see you next week. Bye for now. Don't forget to hit those stars and leave a review of the podcast where you listen if you found value in what you heard today. It's a free way you can help the podcast reach more people just like you.